Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 456. How to Practice Self-Compassion Through Anger by Christine Klusman of christineklusman.com. Happy Monday, everyone. I'm your host, Joss Marie, and every weekday I help you optimize your relationships by bringing you some of the best relationship content we can find. And it's just like listening to an ongoing audiobook where you can go at your own speed. So to make sure you get all the new episodes sent to your mobile device, hit the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. But with that, let's dive right into Christine's post on how to deal with anger constructively and start optimizing your life. How to Practice Self-Compassion Through Anger by Christine Klusman of christineklusman.com We've all been there at some point. Furiously ranting and ruminating to ourselves about all the reasons a person or setback is evil, thoughtless, stupid, or useless. We repeat the same negative thoughts and stories over and over in our heads, blinded and blocked by our angry negative feelings. In this state, we are operating with tunnel vision, emotionally disconnected from our true selves and deeper feelings, and unable to access true wisdom. This disconnection caused by anger only serves to increase our suffering. Anger is the classic default emotion most people feel when experiencing anything displeasing. Unfortunately, anger itself is not a very illuminating emotion and often blocks true awareness and insight from occurring. The key to using anger properly is to consider it as an important clue that sits on the superficial surface of our problem. The practice of self-compassion can help you cut through anger and other negative feelings, uncovering and resolving what's truly going on inside. Try following these simple steps to come to more acceptance, understanding, and self-connection. Number one, recognize that challenges are a part of life. It's typical and normal for people to have temporarily or permanently tough areas in their life. It might be chronic clashing with your in-laws, grappling with a physical ailment, a difficult boss, the continued complications of a divorce, or the legacy of a difficult childhood. A large part of what makes these common problems so challenging is our attitude towards them. Unless we've managed to make peace with our persistent challenges, we often hate these areas of our lives and feel an active conflict with them anytime they present themselves. It's a rinse and repeat dynamic that can spring up every time we get triggered in these areas. One of the most important ways of staying connected through that anger is by summoning self-compassion for yourself and the struggle or disappointment you are dealing with. You are not a failure because you have this challenge. Challenges are a natural, inevitable fact of life. Usually, once you reconnect and regain closeness with yourself, you also experience nearly instantaneous relief from the pain of the anger. 
It also helps to try to intentionally cultivate compassion for the other people involved and the difficult emotional state they are in, regardless of who is right and who is wrong. Imagine the stress and pain of being the object of anger or the cause of anger and allow yourself to feel compassion for that situation. We have all been there. Stepping outside of battle mode to extend this compassion to yourself and others is the healing balm that can blunt your anger and prevent spiraling into greater disconnection and upset. Number two, understand that anger is a shield. Anger is a defensive emotion used to inflate our egos, make us feel powerful, and defend against the more vulnerable, tender feelings underneath. Recognizing it as such can help us learn to question our angry internal rants. Usually, it's as simple as asking yourself, what am I really feeling besides anger? Or, I wonder if I'm also feeling hurt or afraid somehow. I find that when I ask my clients these kinds of questions, there is almost always a huge sigh and sense of relief as they spot the true source of the wound. You'll know when you've touched on the right underlying feelings, there is an immediate internal softening and your formerly iron grip on your point of view will start to relax a little. Often, recognizing the more profound emotion underneath is all that is needed to reconnect to our true selves and for productive conversation and resolution to begin. And number three, reconnect with what's real. It's easy to stay stuck in the righteous indignation of anger, and in fact, many people make a lifetime habit of this. But unless we question these superficial emotions, we gain very little insight and we are blocked from processing or moving through the underlying emotions. To practice self-compassion, we must humble ourselves enough to admit that underneath all our powerful arguments against the thing that's enraged us, we are actually deeply disappointed, sad, heartbroken, grieving, terrified, or in some other vulnerable state. These emotions, concealed by our surface anger, are the more meaningful, poignant ones we can really learn from. Practicing self-compassion may prompt a new release of emotion, like sudden tears of relief, but this is where the critical stage of processing, digesting, and understanding our true reactions happens. This is where the magic happens. Using self-compassion to reconnect with what's underneath anger lets us review our situation from a place of calm, loving power. We give ourselves the necessary affirmation, validation, acknowledgement, and permission to feel the real feelings underneath. When we validate our experience of those underlying emotions, we gain a better understanding and acceptance of our true selves and foster a more profound and authentic connection. You just listened to the post titled, How to Practice Self-Compassion Through Anger by Christine Klusman of christineklusman.com. Christine's first tip about recognizing how challenges are a normal part of life is super helpful to keep in mind. If everything stayed the same for the rest of time, none of us would experience any personal growth or feel any need for change or improvement. Once we're in touch with the profound emotion underneath the anger, productive resolution is more likely to happen. So thank you so much to Christine for reminding us about this. And if you need more ideas on how to practice self-compassion, please feel free to post a message in our warm and supportive Facebook group. Simply visit oldpodcast.com Facebook and say hi. But with that, let's go ahead and wrap it up for today. Thanks so much for joining me here, and I'll see you again tomorrow with a post from loveand90days.com, where your optimal life awaits.